Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. Hi ladies, I have some big news. This month on the 13th, which is actually in three days, is the last time we're offering the HA Society at $12.99 a month. And here is why. I have been running the society now for like since September, which has been an amazing opportunity to try out what works, what doesn't, and improve, improve, improve. And in April, some massive upgrades are starting. So we ran some numbers. The price is going to have to go up to be able to provide this, but I'm really excited about it. So in April, you will get immediate access to the entire community of women here 
including the replays of all of the past community calls, all of the events with the experts, you'll get a one-on-one call with me to go over your story and get any big questions answered for you, get a game plan going. This is for a limited time only, probably for, you know, the next few months or maybe the rest of the year, I'm not sure, but it's brand new. We haven't done this before. And I'm excited to bring it in just to get to know everyone one-on-one and be able to make sure you get started with your whole recovery plan that you have all of your questions answered. Your whole first month is probably worth it in this one call alone. You'll also get um, access to the HA podcast, all of the early release episodes. You'll get all of the upcoming community coaching calls and events with experts, the ones coming up so you can start RSVPing immediately. And I have started to create some little gifts and send them out to the girls in the group who reached their own milestones. So all of that's really exciting. It's a really cool community aspect. The biggest immediate change is that we're really upping the coaching aspect of the community. We're investing in more of the practitioner events where I'm going to be spending way, way more time in the DMs chatting one-on-one with you guys. So I think it's going to be amazing. And if you are at all struggling with your HA recovery journey, if you just want to connect with others, if you want to get your questions answered, this is a really great cost-effective way to get the support that you need Coaching programs are in the hundreds and hundreds of dollars and they're, they only go for a certain period of time, but you will be able to remain a member of the HA Society, keep getting the support you need until you've recovered, not just your first period, but you know the subsequent, as many as you want, honestly, because it's month to month. By the way, you can cancel anytime. There's no obligation there, but it's month to month. You'll keep getting support and by the time you leave, you'll still have paid a lot less than you will for most other coaching programs. And the reason that we have it structured that way is just when you log in, you'll see the way that we run it makes it really efficient. It works really well. It's not all on me and my co-host slash coach Ashley. The community aspect is real. These girls actually get on the calls and we coach each other and answer each other's questions. And so it's really facilitating a community aspect of coaching, which I think is so important because no one person has all of the answers for you. So that's why we believe so very strongly in the model that we're creating. Okay, I've gone a bit off script there, guys. <laughs> so all of our current, this is the most important thing for you right now, up, coming up to this March launch. All of our current members will have access to these perks too. So nothing's changing for them. They'll get the opportunity to have that extra one-on-one call if they want to take it. They're going to get to come to all of the amazing events that come up. But the benefit is that if you join this month, this month on March 13th, You'll get all of that access for the current significantly discounted price of $12.99. And that stays for life. So in April, the price will be rising significantly. So if you join this month, you'll get in one month early, you'll get it for half the price. And then that just gives us time to prepare for the April launch and make sure all of the changes are 100% implemented. But you are going to be saving 
like 50%. So get on in, mark your calendars for March 13th. And if you're not on the waitlist yet, head to waitlist.thehasociety.com. Get your name on that list to secure your spot in the group. And if you want more information on the society, just head to thehasociety.com. Okay, guys, I really hope that you enjoy today's podcast episode. Let's get to it. Today's episode is the audio from a YouTube video that I recently put out. So it's just me, but don't worry. After this episode, we'll be back on track with my conversations with other people. But I really wanted to share a little bit about this topic, the pill, and ask me anything. So answering a few questions about the show, about myself, about AJ. So enjoy. I am talking to you today about the pill or why I don't really talk about the pill. I just released a blog post about this recently, but I like to hit all platforms with that kind of stuff. So... I do get asked to do episodes about the pill and the reason I don't is because I personally see it as a bit of a different issue. The first reason, quite simply, the pill wasn't really a part of my story and I so I don't like think of it and, and it doesn't resonate too much with me. I was on the pill many years before my HA and so I knew that that wasn't the cause of my hypothalamic amenorrhea. But I know that many, many, many other women have been on the pill and they came off the pill and they didn't get their period. And that is called post-pill amenorrhea, but you don't have amenorrhea because of the pill. And that's why I don't talk about it. That's the, the second reason why I don't talk about it much on the show is just because if someone comes to me in the DMs or emails me or does a coaching call with me and they say, I was on the pill and here's my story and I, I don't have my period. I just almost entirely ignore the pill bit, especially if it was months or even years ago. I don't talk about the pill because you don't have amenorrhea because of the pill. You just didn't know you had amenorrhea because of the pill, especially hypothalamic amenorrhea. So typically when you come off the pill, it can take a couple of months, um, but you should you should get your period back. And I did a really great podcast episode with Rini McGregor where she explains this. I'll try to remember to link it into the show notes for you, uh, but you can just search the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea podcast, Rini McGregor. And, you know, she helps to explain that, like, the pill is masking your HA. You don't have HA because of the pill. And so it's not really to blame. What's actually happened is you just thought you had your period and then when you went off it and it didn't come back, it makes a lot of sense to correlate that to this like pill that you were taking for months or years. So yeah, they're not really the same thing. So if you are on the pill and you come off and you don't have your period, it's because of all of the same reasons everyone else gets hypothalamic amenorrhea. You're underfueled, you're highly stressed, you're just working out too much, not eating enough, putting too much pressure on yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I love to be able to say that once you're off the pill and you realize you have amenorrhea, come on into the community because you're just the same as the girl who wasn't on the pill and who 
has amenorrhea. So I hope that that's a little bit helpful. I hope that doesn't um, upset anyone. Like I hope that you don't feel like, um, you know, the pill has been this wonderful thing that you've been able to to put your amenorrhea on. That's just not necessarily the case for the vast, vast, vast majority of people. So yeah, well, that was that. Let's jump into a little bit of AMA, a bit of ask me anything. I like to do these every now and then, and I think that it's a, a lot of fun. So question number one is what is a good macronutrient range in general for people with HA and people who are recovered from HA? I've been trying to eat 2,500 calories. What's a good macronutrient range? So this question is pretty simple you need to be prioritizing every macronutrient fat protein and carbs so if you're you know looking to kind of figure out which macronutrient is more important than the other you're not really going to get that answer and the thing is that there's no possible way at all for anyone to give you a general range that works for every woman with ha every single person in the world is pretty different with the macronutrient ranges that they need. And so you're gonna find that whatever works for you doesn't work for the girl next to you and so on. So it's really, it would be kind of irresponsible for me to be like, oh yeah, like 120 fat and 120 carbs and 120 protein. Like a, I just, I think that you're gonna need to get a bit more individualized with that. And then the second part to this question basically like, or to this answer, why do you want to track your macros anyways? Um, there's nothing wrong with it, especially, you know, I have no issues with people who want to track their macros, but when you're in HA and just outside of HA, you know, you really need to take a step back from that kind of thing. Many, many, many women find that even if they are eating enough and they feel like they can't fit any more food in, but they're tracking, there's something about the stress of it that adds to their plate. The stress of just having to check this app or make sure you're hitting your numbers and playing food Tetris and like, I can have that and I can't have this is a stressor that will hold you back. You're going to make the most progress when you remove the pressure to track and hit certain macros. In fact, I would hedge a bet that you would be more likely to get your period back totally winging it and hitting only like 22, 2300 calories, then you would be tracking every single calorie to 250, 2500 <laughs> numbers. So yeah, that's my answer to that. Question number two is how is pregnancy going so far? And what does your husband think? Pregnancy so far is going great. Second trimester, feeling way better, actually feel human, can be have the energy to like put makeup on somewhat and do this video with you. And my husband is, he's one of those husbands that's like not sure that it's real. I can feel that I have a baby bump and it's really cool and exciting. And because of COVID only I've been allowed to go to appointments. So he isn't getting as much of the experience. And I think it's pretty common for guys for it to not really be real until they actually feel a baby kicking or it's born so we'll see but i know that he is excited and nervous probably more nervous than excited that's kind of his nature 
Question number three, can I get my period back and still exercise? It doesn't matter what, what, where, when, how I post questions for an AMA, this question will come up. And I have to wonder, does this question always come up from someone who is just in H A limbo and unable to like make the commitment and is looking for every single shred of information and that they can find that tells them, yes, you don't have to change anything basically about your lifestyle. <sighs> so is it possible when exercising? Yes. Will exercise look wildly different to what you were doing before? 99.9% sure. Exercising is like 10 minutes now a day and you, you're just doing like a little light circuit of some weight stuff. You're not raising your heart rate. If you are redefining, cause this is like kind of subjective, right? Like what is exercise to you? Women in this community have a very strong opinion sometimes about what exercise is and that thing that that woman's doing over there, that is not exercise. And you're gonna have to rethink that Yes, you can move your body. No, you really shouldn't be pushing the intensity. If you really want to get your period back, this is what you'll do. And that's the bottom line there. Do you have to be all in to get your period back? Uh, I think that the community defines all in as the way that Dr. Nicola Rinaldi um, defines it, which is eat all the things and do absolutely no exercise. And if that's your definition, uh, let's run with that. So, no, I don't think you have to do it that way because the protocol of all in in that book is, um, is to stop focusing on like vegetables and meat and like the things that many of us were eating when we got in this situation and turn to the foods that we've been restricting from day one and then focus on those foods, right? And I believe that we need to do that first part and then focus on those foods. But, you know, I've seen and my experience was I began to eat the foods that I was restricting before, chips, burgers, ice cream, whatever, and continue to work in vegetables, high quality proteins, supplements, high quality carbohydrates, and high quality fats. Like that, that was so crucial. And I truly believe that there are many, many women out there trying to get their periods back, pounding at the ground with eating like chips and hot dogs and stuff only because that's what people are saying to do. And then their body's not necessarily getting the nutrients they need. Because, so let's back it up a little bit here. Sometimes we're in an energy deficit and there's an, sometimes we're in a nutrient deficit. When we have HA, we're in both. Um, if you are just eating super high calorie foods, you're hitting that, that energy deficit. You're, you're working on that. You're probably crushing it. If you're not focusing on getting nutrients in, from vegetables, high quality meats and fats and stuff like that, you're probably not getting necessarily the nutrient value that you need. So if you're someone who this is taking a really long time for, that's just the next place I would look is all. So you can absolutely get your period back with the um, all-in method. I mean, it's proven that there's like so much evidence anecdotally and science, but 
just because you have your period back, does that mean you're healthy? No, it doesn't. So, you know, you have to look after yourself in more ways than one. The main thing is that you're working on your relationship with food so that you can get past this. So going all in is going to work for some people because that's where they're at and that's exactly what they need. And then for other people, it's not exactly what they need. And there are many women who have felt worse because eating tons of processed food is not that enjoyable. So that's my two cents on it. You absolutely can. I advocate more for people taking an approach of eating lots of food, resting more and focusing on eating high calorie nutrient dense foods, the kind that you were probably restricting before when you were just living off like lettuce and cabbage and egg whites. Now you, you're going to want to eat fatty meat, skin on chicken, fish, olive oil, coconut milk, cheese, you know, all the good stuff, whole foods. Let's do it. Let's bring it back to the pill a little bit. Um, question is, how come my friend can go off the pill and get pregnant straight away and I can't? So see at the very beginning of this, I talked about the pill and how your HA is not related to the pill. This is exactly why that happens to people. It can feel really shitty, but it's more likely that your friend was in a position where they could go off the pill and ovulate ASAP because they weren't in energy deficit. Their body wasn't feeling stressed. Their body didn't need more care. So um, that's fine. How do you find your podcast guests? I mean, there's not a huge formula. The podcast guests come from either they're my peers. I mean, we're all in the same space. We see each other's names and faces. We connect. I'm a huge believer in connecting with every single peer that you can and building a network. When you come across people in your industry who don't want you there, like who don't want you, you know, quote unquote, as the competition and, um, you know, they kind of ignore you or they like banish you and like block you from their their space. Like there's lots of people who do that. Okay, I don't know about lots, but there's been some people who do that. And I'm just more of a proponent of like, if there's a peer in your space, meet them, get to know them. What can you offer them? What can they offer you? And how can you help each other grow? Because if other people in my area grow, like this, the whole HA space grow, I'm gonna grow. That's how that works. So yeah, I just see people around. I'm interested. I see them doing cool stuff. I get them on the show. And then there's also some people who are big names in the space. Like we've had Lisa Hendricks and Jack. We've had Rini McGregor. And those are people that I learned a lot from before I felt like I had the confidence to come on the internet and, you know, speak my learnings. So reach out to them and manage to get them on the show. People recommend people. I've been introduced by people. I love getting recommendations. Um, it's so cool when listeners say like, hey, I'd love to hear you talk to this person. So yeah, that's kind of how we do it. And we all become best friends. How do I know if I am ready after my third period to make changes? To my diet and lifestyle so i love this question we just did a whole talk on this inside of the ha society recently and i added it to the mini onboarding course because i think it's really important um 
many of us re-lose our period after the first, second period because we made changes too soon. So it's kind of like a loaded question, but you are ready to make changes to like, like adding exercise back in or, you know, going back to your favorite style of eating, like Whole30 or whatever you want to do. You're ready when your cycles are performing optimally. And this is a tough one because the only way to really know that for certain is to be tracking your cycle. Not everyone wants to do that. That's totally fine. That's your prerogative. At that point, you're going to go based more off intuition. But if you really want to be able to see when you're ready, tracking your cycle and just watching where it's at and how the different phases of your cycle are going to be, that's going to be super helpful. I do that a lot with my coaching clients where we look at the chart and we see like if, if they've already gotten some periods back, all right, are we seeing signs of ovulation? Like we're seeing a long enough luteal phase. How was your bleed? Was it enough blood? That kind of thing. We do that using tracking basal body temperature. We look for a spike in basal body temperature to see if you ovulated. We look at cervical mucus. Sometimes we look at cervical position if that's what's gonna work better for some people. And we look at other symptoms, right? Sore boobs, tiredness, unexplained crying, things like that, that really show us that your period's coming along nicely. And all of that kind of adds up into the package of a cycle that's within, you know, the 24 to 35 day range. And that it's not falling short of that or getting much longer than that. And when you start to see those results, you are—you can be more confident that you're ready to make some changes, especially because you can use tracking the cycle to see if those changes that you're making, like adding exercise back in, are actually causing your period to behave differently. The last question for today will go with, what are some signs that your period is coming? Almost every time someone tells me their boobs are really sore, not almost every time, every single time anecdotally that that has happened, their period has been around the corner. It's, I feel like sore boobs is just like imminent period. And that's typically a sign for most people directly after ovulation. So you've got a quite a few days of wait between then and when you'll see some blood, but yeah sore boobs for sure. Like I was talking about earlier, tracking your cycle. If you are looking at cervical mucus, cervical position, temperature, you're going to have some really good data there that shows you that your period's on its way. Those things can be really hard to look at when you are in the depths of HA, but you get pretty good at it. And when someone who is proficient and good at tracking or like analyzing charts can help you, then that's even better. And other signs would be, like I said, you know, if you're seeing cervical mucus in your underwear in general, even if you're not tracking it, it's a good sign that you're going to ovulate, but it's not 100%. I might even scrap that answer a little bit just because a lot of people see follicular waves and double peaks and even cervical mucus during anovulation. But, you know, it's a good, it's a huge sign of progress in the right direction. Moodiness, unexplained crying for sure is a huge one. Like, why am I so upset about this? Uh, <laughs> if you're like, that's a huge one. And skin breakouts, fatigue, you know, just experiencing a different version of yourself. 
um, is a really good sign. But yeah, I mean, everyone's different. It's one of those things where like everyone's pregnancy symptoms are different, right? Everyone's period symptoms are different too. But yeah, you, sh you should be able to notice some changes in yourself. And I would recommend you know, journaling and tracking like how you're feeling. I'm currently working on a journal right now because I love this kind of thing. It's a, the journal has like an area for symptom tracking or custom tracking so that people can, if they don't chart, they can track, you know, I saw cervical mucus or I felt this way today or I think my boobs are sore and that kind of thing. And then they can, um, be more aware of when those are happening and start to notice that for the last three days in a row they had this symptom or something like that because our brains are pretty unreliable. So that's that. If you want to know more about the journal, let me know. Working on it right now, probably like March. The best way to stay up to, up to date on things like that is just to be on my mailing list or even the AJ Society waitlist that's basically gonna add you to notifications about those kinds of things. So yeah, that was fun. Thanks for joining me today, guys. I enjoyed doing these little solo episodes from time to time. If you liked it too, please let me know if you have a question you want me to do an AMA, which means ask me anything, for those of you wondering. Um, yeah, if you have a question you want me to answer, just like throw it to me in the DMs and I'll like copy and paste it and put it in my spreadsheet and I'll have it ready for next time. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel if you're watching on YouTube today. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for joining me today. And I, every time you subscribe, you help another woman with a missing period in need. Okay, guys, have a great day. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.